Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast. series called One Hit Wonder. And many of us, we've heard this phrase, but you're going, how, how is this a sermon series? And so really the idea came from Urban Dictionary, which not very many biblical ideas come from Urban D- Dictionary. Um, and you need to be super careful. But Urban Dictionary defines one hit wonders as this. A band or singer while during any time in their existence has only one song achieved the hit status, after which they fizzle out and disappear, never following up their initial success. And and you've heard of these songs, you've heard of these bands, Hanson, and you've heard of these different things, like they had a one-hit wonder, right? And they just, they never could recapture the glory of that song, of that moment. And, And here's the deal, that is my goal as your pastor, what I want for us today as a church and followers of Christ isn't that we would be really, really great in one season of life. Isn't that we would just be super responsible and own up to how God is calling us to live our lives and follow him in one season, one chapter of our life, and then fizzle out, but that you and I would finish strong. And our main text for this whole series is found in the last letter that Paul writes. It's the last chapter of the last letter that Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, and it says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. So here's my, here's my desire, is that other people, and even more than other people that you, can say this about your life. That, that you fought the good fight, that you finished the race, and you and I remained faithful. That, that we owned it, right? That we finished Strong, And I think that is something that all of us have this innate desire to do with our lives, that we would live our lives in such a way that it mattered, that that it made a difference, and not just for a season, and then we fizzle out once our kids are grown, but that we own it through every season, that at our old, ripe age of 120, that we're still, you know, we're still owning what God is calling us and how he's calling us to live, and that that would be the story for me and yours life. So, so last week we talked about boundaries and convictions and temptation and all, all these different things. And, and today I want to talk to you about who are you running with? 
Who are the people you are surrounding yourself with, your life with? Because one reason I think Paul finished really strong and remained faithful and fought the good fight and finished the race is because Paul, once he became a follower of Christ, surrounded himself with the right people. Right? When he was doing missionary journeys, when he was going out and traveling and ministering, he didn't isolate himself. He didn't surround himself with the wrong people, but he got the right influences, the right people to help him and spur him on to do the right godly things that God was calling him to do so that he could fight the good fight, he could finish the race, and he could remain faithful. Some of these people, you've heard of them, I've heard of them, are Barnabas, the son of encouragement, Silas, the guy that was with them in prison, and they started singing at midnight after they had been beaten, and the chains came off and the cell doors opened. You know the story of Silas was John Mark. Him and Paul actually had a falling out, John Mark, and yet they restored their relationship, and at the end of Paul's life, he's like, bring John Mark to me because he is of so much help to me and my ministry. There's Timothy that Paul talks about, and also Luke. Paul surrounded himself with good people, with the right people, so that he could do and he could remain faithful and not fizzle out. And I believe what is true for Paul is true for you and me. And here's what happens. As parents, we get excited when a pastor or when we hear a sermon or we see something on Facebook about talking about picking the right crowd, right? Man, I hope my teenager hears this. I hope my college student hears this. I hope my young adult hears this. But hear me, all of us adults in the room, this is crucial for you and me. Because I have seen so many adults do great while they had kids in the house and then they surrounded themselves with the wrong people or didn't choose to do life with the right people and as a result, you know them, I know them, they fizzled out. Because here's what begins to happen. When it comes to us and when it comes to adults and when it, becomes, it comes to teenagers, when I start talking about surrounding yourself with the right people, who, who are your friends, who are your circles, we instantly become defensive about who's in our circle, who is influencing our life. And we buy into a myth that I have heard, and it is the first thing I wanna talk about because so many of us, when it comes to our friends, when it comes to people we are doing life with and surrounding ourselves with, we buy into this myth and we say, others don't influence or affect me. Right, oh, oh they, they, they don't affect me, I affect them, right? That's, that's a big pushback. Oh, yeah, I, I know they're not great, but I am greater than them, right? They don't affect me. And here's what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, I picked the contemporary English version for this one because it just takes off the gloves. It says, don't fool yourselves. Bad friends will destroy you. Don't fool yourselves. And, and this passage, this phrase is all throughout Paul's letters. Don't deceive yourselves. Don't be deceived. Don't fool yourselves. And so many times we fool ourselves when it comes to this area. Teenagers, don't fool yourselves. Who you hang out with matters. College students, young adults, 
Don't fool yourselves. Well, I'm not a high school student anymore. I'm not a teenager. Absolutely, but don't fool yourself. There's no age limit on this scripture, right? Bad friends will destroy you. We heard it this way growing up. Bad company corrupts good character. We know this, but we want to say we're the exception to the rule. We want to say we're mature enough to handle this, that I am mature enough in my relationship with God. And here's what Paul would say, say to you in, in 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, don't fool yourself. Stop buying into the myth of, of, of fooling yourselves. Bad friends, bad company, Corrupts good character. I love what Booker T. Washington said. He said this, associate yourself with people of good quality for it is better to be alone than in bad company. It's a great quote. And the truth of this statement in our previous scripture is this, is that bad company, bad friends will have an effect on you. And here's a pushback that happens. This, this happens all the time. Well, I hear what you're saying, Justin. I hear what's going on, but I am the influencer of my friends, right? Like, I hear what you are saying, but I am the alpha of my wolf pack. And I'm like, I've actually heard people say my wolf pack, and I'm like, we're not in the hangover right now. Like, I'm like, we are not in the movie. Like, this is my wolf pack. I'm like, I, I'm the alpha. I'm, if you have to say you're the alpha, you are not the alpha. Can I just lay that out there? I'm the alpha. I'm it. I'm the leader. No, no, no. If you have to say it, you ain't it. Like, I'm just going to let that be a biblical principle for you today. And I've heard people say, well, well they, don't, they don't influence me. I am the influence over them. But hear me, Paul would say, you're, fool, you are, you're being really foolish right now. You're being dumb because you're believing something that just isn't true. It is a myth. And some of us, we are saying, no, they don't have an influence on me when the reality is bad company, the wrong people, the wrong crew, the wrong circle, right? is going to have an influence on you. When I was a youth pastor, we did a youth camp in Destin, Florida, and it was fantastic. Um, if you've ever been to Destin, Florida, uh, the ocean's gorgeous, but the beach is even prettier. It's white sand beach, and the, sand, the sun just reflects off the, the, the water, the beach, all this stuff. And we had several kids that had never been to the beach. And one of these uh, uh, years of youth camp, I was like, okay guys, make sure you put your sunscreen on before we get out um, in the sun, before beach games, and before we hang out. And I had this one kid in my room whose name was Danny, and that's all I'm gonna say, because I could tell you his last name right now, but that's not nice, because um, the story I'm about to tell isn't nice. And Danny was like, this is literally what Danny argued with me. The sun does not affect me, Justin. And you would think, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean to my mid-high guys here. You would think he was a mid-higher? No, he was 16. And I'm like, okay, Danny, okay. It's because you're never in the sun, Danny. All you do is play video games and eat Chef Boyardee raviolis. Like, like, stop it, stop. And he's like, no, I'm not putting sunscreen on. In fact, I may put baby oil on, but not sunscreen. And I'm like, really, Danny? And he's like, yeah, it doesn't, if I've, been, I've lived my whole life and I've never been sunburned, I just either tan or I stay white. 
I've got somebody arguing with me that the sun does not affect him. And so here's what it is. So, okay, Danny boy, you want it your way? This is Burger King. Have it your way, right? Like, let's do this. I, I, will, I will oil you up. That sounds really weird without the context of the story. But I was like, let's do it, right? Let's dance. So we go out. You know what happens. I know what happens. He gets burned to a crisp, right? In fact, the next morning we wake up, he looks like this guy, Mr. Crab off of SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, I'm like, where's my Krabby Patty, Danny, right? Like, I'm like, Where, what's going on? And here he had to sit out the rest of the, the week. He had to sit in the shade under an umbrella. He's like, I'm so, I'm so sore, I'm so tired. I'm like, I thought the sun doesn't affect you, Danny, right? And him arguing the sun doesn't affect him, you're like, that's the dumbest thing I heard, I've heard, right? And us arguing that other people don't affect us. Man, Paul's saying, that's like arguing the sun doesn't affect you. Like, it always affects you, and it doesn't matter your age, and it doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, and if you and I aren't gonna fizzle out, we can't buy into this myth any longer. Because here's what I can tell you, and here's what's true for every single one of us in this place, is that association brings assimilation, right? Association brings assimilation. So whoever you hang out with, you become like. So whoever you associate with, you assimilate to. So, so we understand right now, hopefully, the myth of other, people's don't, other people don't influence or affect me just isn't True. So here's what I do want us to understand that is, is something we've got to own up to, and it's our second point today, is that there's a big difference between good and right. There's a big difference between good people and right people. Right? So, so here's what I want to do before we get into this, uh, this point very long. Well, Justin, I'm, I'm called to love everybody and to interact with everybody. Absolutely. As a church, as followers of Christ, we are called to love people, man, to, 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 to influence people. We're called to be kind to people, to engage with people, but there is a big difference between me being kind and engaging and me allowing you into my circle, right? Me allowing, there are friends and there are buddies, right? And, and here's how I, I kind of differentiate the two is I have a lot of friends that don't have access to my life, that I don't share my inner feelings, my inner struggles. When I share my inner feelings, my struggles, my life, and we know each other, I am giving you access to my life. And here's the big reason that that's a big deal, because access equals influence. Right? Access equals influence. And so it's not good enough for you just to hang around good people because there are a lot of good people who are not right people for you. Right? There are a lot of good, let me, let me phrase this out a little bit. We are called to be forgiven people, not just good people. Right? The goal of being a follower of Christ and, and coming to heaven, the qualification isn't just that you're good, but that you are forgiven. So I know a lot of, well, I don't know a lot of good girls. You may say, I know a lot of good single girls, but that doesn't mean they're a right girl for you to date. You know a lot of good guys, but that doesn't mean they're the right guy for you to date. And some of us, we know a lot of good, good-hearted people, but that doesn't mean they are the right person to have influence and to have access in your life because influence is leadership, right? 
We know this. And if somebody's going to have leadership in your life, the, the qualification isn't just that they're good, but they're the right person for your life. Because here's what the Bible says. In Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20, it says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. You become, you assimilate to who you associate with, right? You become who you're hanging out with. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools, and here's the, where they flip the switch, the script, who, but the companion of fools, it doesn't say that you become a fool. It says you suffer harm. It doesn't necessarily mean that you start doing what they're doing, but they have an influence on you, and they lead you in the wrong direction. So here's the question. Who are you doing life with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? That was an amen, by the way, if you don't understand, baby. <laughs> that's a baby amen. Who, who are you doing life with? Couples. What couples are you hanging out with? Because hear me, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And it's not just about having good couples, but right couples. I, I, I'll even go this far. Just because they go to church doesn't mean they're the right person for you. What? Right? Just because they go to church doesn't mean they're the right person for you to date. What they go to church doesn't mean they're right. They may be good, but it doesn't mean they're right. And this is a real big deal. When I uh, was going into fourth grade and my sister was going into seventh grade, I realized how big this deal was because my dad got transferred and we moved from Tulsa to Oklahoma City. It was a really hard time for me um, because I, I've shared this a ton. Man, I was a weird kid. Um, and when I moved to Oklahoma City, I got even weirder. Um, and so I had no friends from fourth grade to ninth grade. That's a long time. That's like a desert moment of your life, right? Like, and here's the deal. I would love to say it was other people's faults, but it really was me, not them. Like, like it's a breakup, like it's you, not me. No, no, no. It was me, not you, right? Like, I understand why you didn't want to hang out with me until about ninth grade. But I had best friends in Tulsa, and my sister had best friends in Tulsa. And what was crazy was they started surrounding themselves with the wrong people. And what happened was when they became teenagers, their life became a train wreck. But it didn't just stop there. Even as, a, as adults, man, their lives are a pretty big train wreck because that's who they surrounded themselves with. And yet I was in Oklahoma City and I didn't have friends for a long time. But I'll go back to what Booker T. Washington said, it's better to be alone than around the wrong people. And God eventually brought the right people, the right influences, and it had a huge effect on my life, and it will always have a huge effect on your life. And your friends have a big effect on your life. And the promise is this, is that if you're walking with people who are living in a wise way, you benefit from the, their wisdom. You benefit and you become wise. But if you're hanging around people and the people you are making may be good people, but they're doing dumb things, guess what? You're going to suffer harm because of it. And it may not be the first weekend you hang out with them. It may not be the first month that you hang out with them. But eventually, the promise is this. You will suffer harm. You hear this said all the time. 
Show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? And here's why you hear it, because it's true. That's why you hear it. And like, like your friends are like the pretend crystal ball to your future, right? Like it, if you want a glance into your future, take a look at your friend's character. Take a look at who they are and what they are. And are they pushing you to be better? Or are they bringing you to a place where they're bringing harm? Right now, still to this day, Casey and I, we are involved in, and she's involved in women's ministry. I'm glad I'm not, um, but that's like a weird thing there. But she's involved in women's ministry. She goes to all the groups. I'm involved in men's ministry. We're involved in the connect group ourselves. I have a men's group that meets every other week. And, and, and some people were like, well, yeah, Justin, you're the pastor. You ought to do this. No, no, no. A lot of pastors never engage into having into connect groups and different men's ministries. And here's why I say this. And here's why it's important is that even at this stage, even as a pastor, I realize it's crucial crucial for me to be around the right people that are having the right influence on me. And what's true for me is true for you. If you're not going to fizzle out, if you're not going to be a one-hit wonder in your life, man, you got to make sure you are surrounding yourselves with the right people instead of just good people. Because here's the responsibility you and I have. We have to be a careful chooser. We have to be a careful chooser. The simple reality of life is nobody chooses your friends for you except for you, right? Your family you are born into, you are stuck with, whether you like it or not. Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming. I am sorry for some of you, right? Like you're like, dear God, no, um, I need to pray for patience now. Like, like your family is what you are born into. Your friends are who you choose. And parents, you don't get to pick your kids' friends long-term. Teenagers, that's on you. College students, that's on you. Adults, you've got to be very careful. You've got to be a careful chooser when it comes to the people you are choosing to do life with. Anytime I go to the grocery store, um, and it's time for me to pick up bananas. I think, I think this has been established already. I am a super picky eater. Um, I didn't know if you knew that or not, but super picky eater, especially when it comes to bananas. And some people I see pick up like green bananas and I'm like, that's cucumber, ma'am. Like, I'm like, that's not, that's not a banana, right? I'm like, anyways, I'm like, it shouldn't crunch when you, eat. I'm just saying, like, I'm just like, no, no, that's gross, stop, stop. But here's my other problem. I don't like a banana to look like this. Like, I'm like, this is way too old. This is too old of a banana. Like, and usually between services, I have a banana for my snack and I can't eat this banana now, right? And because it's gotta be, there's this place between green and this that is just the sweet spot of a banana. I'm just being honest. Like, and some of you are like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Pray for my wife, I know. I'm like, Wrong bananas, you didn't bring the right ones, woman, right? Like, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Make me banana bread with that. I don't, like, I'm just like, I, I am, I'm a total spaz and mess, and I know that's your amen moment. I know, I know it, I know it. But here's the deal. I am careful when I pick the bananas at the supermarket. I am cautious about how I transport them because I don't want them to be all, like, bruised up. Like, okay, great. You're just like, you just ruined that banana. It's already ruined, Right? 
And if I'm this careful when it comes to picking fruit, some of us, we are more picky when it comes to picking produce than we are our friends. And that can't be. You keep wondering why you aren't making wise decisions and why harm and why all these bad things are happening to you. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future because your friends and my friends are spurring us on to something and it is absolutely crucial that you and I choose carefully, that we are a careful chooser and that we pick Hebrews 10.24 type friends. And Hebrews 10.24 says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Can I tell you, your friends are spurring you on to something. And what is that something? Is it love and good deeds? Or are your friends constantly asking you to violate your boundaries cross over your convictions, because if so, they're not the right person for you, and you need to choose more carefully. For some of you, the reality is, this is a hard message, because if you haven't chosen wisely, and if you haven't chosen carefully, then you've got to go make some new choices. Because if your friends aren't spurring you to love and good deeds, they aren't spurring you to the right thing that God's called you to go do with your life. Your friends are making an impact on you and on me. And here's the other part of that. We love to talk about, yeah, they're not really a good influence. What influence are you having on your friends? Are you spurring others to love and good deeds? Are you spurring your crew, your wolf pack, Mr. Alpha? Are you spurring them on? to love and good deeds because friends are never neutral in their effect on your life. They are always a positive or negative effect. And here is one of my favorite scriptures. I try to fit it in anytime I can. It's my favorite thing that Paul says in the New Testament. It's found in Ephesians chapter five, verse 15 through 17. He says this and it is a great conclusion to our message today. He says, be very careful then how you live. Right, in, in this aspect of your life, be cautious. Be a careful chooser. Be very careful then how you live, not as the unwise, but as the wise. A companion of fools, right? Walk with the wise, become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Don't live your life as unwise people, but as the wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be foolish. Don't, don't say they don't have an effect on your life. Don't say that by and all they don't influence or affect me. No, 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 don't, don't fool yourself. But understand what the Lord's will is. Own up to how God is asking you and me to conduct our lives in this area, in this phase, because, because it is a big, 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 big deal. And if you're not going to fizzle out, 
It doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how wise you are, but it really does matter how careful you are when choosing who you surround your life with and who you let have access to your life because man, access is influence. And influence is a huge, huge deal. And are those who are influencing your life, be honest, are those who are influencing your life spurring you on to love and good deeds? Because if not, they're maybe a good person, but they're not the right person for you. And the only one that gets to choose those people for your life is you. So then let us be very careful how we live our lives, not as the unwise, but as the wise. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you. God, this is such, this, this is one of those topics we know, but we seldom do because we buy into the myth that we're different. We buy into the myth that we're the exception to the rule. But the simple truth is, we aren't. We just become the victim to our exception. And where we think we're the exception to the rule, we're just another example of the truth of this, that, man, we've gotta be really careful when choosing who we surround ourselves with because some of us have been fooling ourselves for far too long and the company we have kept has had an effect on the character we keep. The company we choose really truly determines the character we keep. And so Lord, let us, let us understand that the company I choose because it's my choice determines the character I keep. And for some of us, the reality is there's a change that needs to happen. God, we can have good people surrounding our lives, but that doesn't mean they're the right people that need to be in our lives. And so, Lord, I pray that we would just live wisely, that we would live carefully. And as Paul said at the end of Ephesians 5 and verse 17, that we would own up that we would understand what the Lord's will is for this part and this aspect of our life, that we would own it, that we wouldn't ignore it, that we wouldn't push it under the rug, but God, let us make the most of this opportunity right now. And let us own this moment and this aspect because it has a great effect of whether we fight the good fight and we finish the race and we remain faithful or we fizzle out. We become a one-hit wonder. So Lord, move us to action. Move us to conviction that leads to action. Because Lord, your word is powerful when it's applied to our life and to our situations. Be with us today, I pray, in Jesus' name, with heads bowed and eyes closed. Today, if you're here and you say, Justin, you said the goal is not to be a good person, but to be a forgiven person. And I, I gotta be honest, I've never asked for God's forgiveness. And, and, and 
that's the goal. And I need to make that decision today. Maybe, maybe you're here and maybe somewhere along life you just drifted. And life became about your performance and trying to be good instead of be forgiven. And, and you're here and you say, Justin, where I'm at isn't where I should be. And I just need to recommit my life. And I need forgiveness. And I need to come back home. That's you when I count to three, whether you're here or you're at home watching online, man, I'm gonna invite you to raise your hand when I get to three and make the best choice you will ever make for you. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else? You join these hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. Yeah, I see you. Is there anyone else? You join these three hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else? Man, if you're at home watching online, I would just invite you as awkward as it may feel to put your hand up right where you are watching online. Is there anyone else before we go any further in the service that you join these three hands that are lifted and say, Justin, this is my moment. And I don't want to fool myself, but I need to own up to this moment. Is there anyone else you join these three hands before we go any further? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today and I confess that I've sinned and that I need your forgiveness. And so God, I turn away from the life that I was living. I repent of it and I turn to you and I grab hold of the life you have for me. I ask that your grace and love would enter my life and I confess you Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life I'm going to live for you the rest of my days it is in Jesus name I pray Amen Thanks so much for listening to our podcast if you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.